The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they make you think of the cartoon The Jetsons. And that's fun. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Don't forget 2 Thessalonians 2.11. God will send them strong delusions so that they might believe a lie. It kind of seems like the media. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to be more sponge-like as opposed to doing things. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because you guys make it possible. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, when people you know act like they don't trust you. Have you ever gone through that? Ouch! I know I have. Here is the element of the show that you need to remember. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to be able to reach out and share with us, connect with us. That is fantastic. Maybe you've got a praise report. Awesome! Maybe you've got a question you want to ask. Awesome. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We've got to join our faith. We'll do it together and stand with you in what you're going through. Awesome. Those are things called the Christian journey, the Christian faith. We do it together and we strengthen one another as we see the day of the Lord approaching. That is the premise of what we do. Here is a great way to get in touch with us. Ready? It's this new thing they invented. You can even do it through a computer now, I guess. It's called a telephone. A telephone. Wow. The names they come up with. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Let me tell you that if you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to mighty Gabriel. And let me share with you what that's like. That's like getting breakfast in bed. And then you will fly. I 
I think we nailed it. What do you think? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good flow right there. Here's the other element to the show. You can text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david. Yep, that's what they named me at birth. My dad picked the name. I think there was a little bit of an argument, but I think my dad won because I'm here 60 years later, still got the same name. So I'm going to say my dad won. Uh, David at hemustincrease.org. Also, we want to send you up to the website. Two things to tell you on the website. You can do prayer requests and praise reports on the website if you're like, I didn't want to do that in the radio. You can do it through the website. It's not a problem. Also on the website, great place to give. Uh, That's where you find out whether you win a, a Ferrari or not. Oh, just kidding. You just get the opportunity to give and to support the ministry. We love it, and we hope it's a blessing for you. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right. Now, obviously, that sound right there, I don't think anybody can question that. That's a guppy fish in a little bowl. Okay? So that's what that is, just swimming along. Uh, I do want to let you know that Captain Chris is with us, but we are operating as we are transitioning. Gabriel is going to be taking over. Captain Chris is overseeing the process for Mighty Gabriel, and Mighty Gabriel is doing an excellent job. Things are going very, very well. You get a chance to talk to him. And for those that did not hear the show yesterday, I don't often tell you, listen to the podcast, but listen to the podcast. (laughs) So If I'm telling you to listen to the podcast, then there must be something in the podcast that makes it important for you to listen to the podcast. So check out the podcast. Okay, I can't say that any clearer than that. Let's pray real quickly for the United States and Ukraine. Uh, I did, uh, I've been asking the Lord, we are going to be winding some of this down. Just telling you, I think we're, when we get to the 100 day point, we'll be winding it down. But let's do finish faithful and strong until we're done. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for everything that you do for us. It is beyond us because your graciousness is beyond us, period. We know you're awesome. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. We humbly approach you. We joyfully approach you in all of those ways, Lord. We ask for our country. In a sense, we're asking for our country back in a certain sense. Maybe in a better sense, the country really needs to follow after you. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's what we need. And we pray for Ukraine that there would be a peace there and there would be an explosion of the gospel and they would become a a hub of gospel proclamation. That would be so awesome, taking something so bad and making it so good. And you are able to do that, and we petition you to do that very thing, and we pray in the powerful and holy and awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, so that is the prayer for them. I want to make sure everybody's on board. Uh, It's so amazing that if I get to the second part of the teaching, you will know why the timing of this is incredible, because I did this uh, prep teaching about a week and a half or two weeks ago. You'll understand when we get there in the next segment. But in this segment, let's get ready. We are doing something that we call Read and Ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 
That's right. We leave it right there. <laughs> leave it right there. We are in First John, and this portion is just so outstanding. I hope this blesses you. It's certainly a blessing to me. We're going to pick it up in First John chapter 3, picking it up from basically uh, verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word and speech. We talked about this last week, but in action and truth. And by this, we will know that we belong to the truth and will assure our hearts in his presence. Get ready. Verse 20, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows all things. So many people have tried to render this a certain way, saying, well, you know, if we're condemning us, boy, God's really going to condemn us because he knows everything about us. That is not what it says, not even close. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. And and my wife has already told me, Dave, you got to be nicer. You can't keep calling people stupid. <laughs> now that you have the degree, you're not allowed to do that because it's a real conflict. I said, well, that's stupid. <laughs> but then, then again, I, I can't do that. So I got to be nice. So I'm going to try to. So uh, people that are trying to tell you that when it says our heart condemns us and God is greater than our hearts that mean, and he knows all things, that means that God knows every uh, nook and cranny. It is true that God knows every nook and cranny. That's why he's, he's omniscient. That's what uh, omniscient is, knowing everything, all knowledge. Okay, But that's not what this is saying. So we want to make sure we understand what it's saying. When it says if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, that Greek word means kinder nicer. Well, it's actually kinder is the actual translation. And you think, well, why would it say that? It's because when we examine ourselves, you know what? It's If you're a real, honest, authentic, Bible-believing, born-again Christian, when you examine yourself, you go, yikes, yuck. I can't believe I do all these things. Now, you have to keep in mind that God, who knows everything, knew every thought, knows every thought you are ever going to have, you are having, or you will yet to have. That's called omniscience, knowing everything. And so God knows everything and still chose you. He is kinder than our own hearts are because he looks at everything we're going to do that is brilliant and that is not brilliant and still said, I want to hang out for eternity with this person. That's what it is. So when it says, when our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, it's like God God knows more, but he's nicer, kinder, softer towards us because he's already chosen us. And we, you know what, we, we do have this tendency, to, and I just want to say this, we have this really bad tendency to get legalistic in a hurry. And you think, what do you mean we get a tendency to get legalistic? Ever heard of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? They didn't just sprout up from a plant. I mean, they grew into their position of legalisms. And so it's like, and what did they grow from? From a genuine faith of that, their, that their ancestors had, and then they took that. See, what happened is God gave the law, and then in order not to touch the law, they came up with a, a different concept, and that would be the Talmud, and then they came up with the Mishnah. And see, each one of these is a bigger bubble past the law and past the law, so you stay farther and farther away from the law, uh, from defaming the law, and in doing that, they created 10 trillion more legalistic rules. And it's like, that's not the way to do this. We depend on grace. We depend on mercy. We don't depend on our ability. We depend on God's ability in us. And so if our heart goes through and condemns us, it's understandable. There's a lot in us that's wrong, but God is greater, kinder than our hearts. And he loves us and he embraces us. And he made provision for us so that if we do dumb things, say dumb things, act in dumb ways, I'm trying to be nicer, that we're covered because the blood of Jesus covers us.
Jesus didn't die for your sin up to the moment you said yes. He died for your entire life of sins. You understand? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 you asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. <laughs> I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough. Because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we get ready for our first 
trivia question. I think you guys should know this. It's in the book of Genesis. What is the meaning of the name Abraham? What is the meaning of the name Abraham? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. The meaning of the name Abraham. That's what we're looking for. In the meantime, we'll do our DNA. Put Gabriel on the spot once again. This is always fun for him because he's just getting used to it. Now remember, I'm dropping these things towards Gabriel, and he's like, okay, this is like new, new. And uh, But he is just doing an excellent job, and I'm very, very happy with how he's progressing. And Captain Chris, of course, is an incredible teacher. I want my 20 bucks for that, by the way. Just saying, I, I got to get money for that. All right, here we go. DNA D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Yes, good. Way to get to the mic just in time. That was close. Anyway, bottom line is this. We need to draw closer to the Lord daily. You don't have to draw closer to the Lord the same way every day. In fact, I'm going to actually do a teaching why that that's actually can be a problem because you get so repetitive uh, that it gets too repetitive. Now, if you can keep meaning in everything you're doing, that's fine. But you don't want to get overly repetitive so it becomes such a tradition that there's no life in it. But the bottom line is this. We draw closer to the Lord daily. Each and every day we draw in a little bit more and a little bit more calling upon him. And the more time you spend with the Lord, the better you get to know the Lord. Get that? Okay. Uh, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. You never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. In spite of uh, what anybody says on the news or on the internet or on in magazines or on radio stations or anywhere else, it does not matter. It does not matter. Watch what I'm saying. It does not matter. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. There it is. You had to find the button. Uh, that's the bottom line. The bottom line is this, is that when, when we're walking in the Lord, we have to be aware, sensitive of other people, also sensitive to the Lord. Now, different people have different situations, and there's nothing wrong with you being concerned about your situation, but there is something wrong with you being swallowed up by your own situation. And if you really want to find some real wisdom in life, as Jesus designed us, get this one, it turns out that when we take other people's burdens on, and even when we give, there's endorphins that release in the body. Think that's by accident? I say no. <laughs> I say that's wise. Okay, that's our DNA. All right, one more time on the trivia question. Look into the teach and wait till you see how funny this is. Because of the day that we're in, you will just be like, wow, that's amazing. But here is the trivia question. We do have somebody calling in. We'll get to them in just a second. Uh, the trivia question. What is the meaning of the name Abraham? Now, remember, there was uh, there he was originally Abram and then Abraham, and those have two different meanings. And so in doing that, we will uh, understand that we're just looking for the meaning of the word Abraham, do we think we have somebody that's ready to answer the trivia call? Yes? Yes, is that right, Gabriel? So send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I'm doing good. I am. I'm doing really good. I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for this weekend. This weekend will be the first not doing too much stuff because last weekend got all messed up. So this weekend will be the first not doing much stuff. And then I think by Sunday I'll be like, I need a new project. That's it. No. <laughs> I can't sit still. I got to keep going. All right. Here we go. Classic question. What is the meaning of the name Abraham? Um, father of the nations. Okay. And then, so, Father, say it again because you cut off just at that spot. Just say it one more time. Oh, the Father of many nations. That is correct. So, you got it. Father of many, father of many nations would be the, the, the whole context of it, but it's father of many is the most direct translation that many nations or many peoples would be the, the whole way that we would interpret that. So you have yet guessed again correctly. You are the best, right. you're the best guesser ever. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Great job by Deborah. Always fantastic to hear from her. I love it. She's so wonderful. What a blessing for our show. Okay. So that is it. All right. So it's a father of many. You can say father of many people, father of many nations, father of many. The father of many was the core is what I was going for. Now, watch this. So I don't know if you know this or not, and I'm not going to encourage anybody in this. I'm not going to tell anybody to do this. I just want you to be aware of this. There is a billion-dollar lottery, right? Okay. Don't tell me most of you aren't playing it. I know you are. Come on. Okay, I mean, don't don't do that. But wait, do you see what I wrote? Wait, wait, wait. Two weeks ago, ten days ago, before this ever happened. Ready? Here's our next section. Ready? I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. It's impossible. Here it is in verse 21. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. I'm going to say it again. Okay, ready? Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. He's thinking, okay, how does that work together? Well, we have confidence with God, and there's two components in that. We have confidence, of course, because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and then we have confidence before God because we're being obedient to God, and so that makes us in powerful connection with God. And then this is what people will say. Okay, but I'm asking for the lotto. Now I have this written. I'm showing this. I'm showing this to Gabriel, so he knows it's already on this piece of paper. I've not written this. I'm not making this in front of anybody. When it says we will receive whatever we ask for from the Lord, I wrote, "Let's slow down, Sparky. This is not a lotto-winning ticket." <laughs> is that unbelievable? Why not, I wrote, because if we truly depend on him, which is the Lord, we wouldn't think we need the lotto. That's why. Uh-oh. I hear the I hear people all over going, dink, 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 dink. Here's the bottom line. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. <laughs> Don't get the wrong idea, okay? And if you spent uh, money on it, is you know, I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to say, yes, I'm for it, or yes, I'm against it. I'm going to say this. You better not be spending money that you can't spend on things that you shouldn't be spending. So if you need money for food and you spend it like that, okay, my answer would be no, no, no. Bad, bad. Okay, but here's the bottom line. If you think God is going to give you the lotto, and don't tell me people don't do this. Oh, Lord, give me that billion-dollar lotto. I promise you I'll give you 900 million of the billion. 
Okay, so what you're saying to God is, please give me $100 million. Isn't that what you're saying? Okay. And I, people are much worse than this. I just want to point this out. People go, oh, no, I would give even more. I would only, I would only ask for enough to pay my bills and to buy a small house and just to be comfortable with my life. That's, that's the line that Christians use. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so what you're asking is God just gives you a free pass on everything. Isn't that what you're asking? And before you say no, keep in mind the verse just before it, he knows everything. <laughs> so before you go, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. It's like, yeah, you better make sure. Here's the bottom line. It's not that you don't receive from the Lord, but the things that we ask from of the Lord are things that prove that we're connected to the Lord. And those are all things, listen to what I'm saying, those are all things that help us advance the kingdom of God and to know him better. As much as I want every person in our audience, especially the givers, (laughs) to win the lotto. You know what I want? I want every one of us to have a much more impassioned desire and gift in our hearts to want to draw closer to the Lord. Because when it's all said and done, whether you win the lottery or not, you will still die and you will still face God. And you won't be able to go, one alone? <laughs> See, that's not going to work. And so I don't, I don't have that same condemnation that some pastors do unless, you know, if you're taken away from food or bills or something, that's just, you don't do that. That's just terrible, right? But be aware that when we're looking for that, you're looking for that to be your solution, and you're not looking for the Lord to be your solution. It's just like, so wait, you're praying that God will no longer be the actual answer, but what's in your banking account will be. And that's not a dig on money. I'm just saying that's our attitude. We can't do that. Come on. Isn't that funny, though? I wrote this before the lotto went nutty. We'll receive whatever we ask of him. Let's slow down, Sparky. This is not a lotto-winning ticket. Why not? Because if we truly depend on him, we wouldn't think we need the lotto. That's why. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, the Lord just goes just a step ahead going, you know, that kind of thing. All right. All right. So we did uh, trivia. And uh, uh, by the way, great job by Deborah, who's just like one of our fave, fave, faves. And I, and I do want you guys to get a chance to talk to Gabriel. He's learning it, but he's doing an excellent job. And I'm happy, but I'm super sad Captain Chris is going to be leaving. So uh, we'll, we'll try and bring him on the air uh, tomorrow and really make him gooey and feel really bad about the whole thing. That's my goal. All right. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. 
Okay, uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that uh, just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. 